0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. Super excited to have AJ Black from Locked On Boston College in the building. As you heard from yesterday's show, JJ had a couple of questions that we'll reveal, talking about Boston College's football program and just how good are they? They're the most confusing team, apparently. So we'll get AJ to answer that. But college basketball is starting. We're in the mix of recording, so of course there are some games that we'll get to, not be able to get to, but still. We have all the excitement and hype around that, but other teams aren't that hype. We'll talk to AJ about that here. You are locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Again, AJ Black in the building, Locked on Boston College host, and he's here to talk to me about a little Boston College news, but more importantly, power rankings as we drop every single Wednesday. Sometimes we surprise you with variations of some power rankings, but nonetheless, we've got some good stuff. But I have to say, AJ, JJ asked me yesterday, we were talking about Boston College being one of the more confusing football teams that we have here in AC only because they don't allow very many points defense has showed up, but they also don't produce very many points on the field for offense. So I would love for you, of course, the expert to explain.
1: Oh, I don't know why this is confusing. The answer is very simple. They (laughs) they perform when they have Phil Dracovic. They don't (laughs) perform when he's out. (laughs) It's it's that simple. It's, It's that simple. Like if he's out there, you saw it on Friday. I mean, he was playing uh, without practicing all week. So yeah. he just basically, they just threw him out there and they still scored 17 points. And he he basically did it all on his own. So, you know, I, I think, you know, I understand JJ's point, but like Djokovic is, you know, we don't get to see it because he was out for so long, but he really should have been in that conversation with the Kenny Pickett's and Sam Hartman's for one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC. But we didn't get to see that because he got hurt. So yeah. now... Boston, you know, Boston College, you know, they had to to scramble with Dennis Grossell, who was a walk on or Emmett Moorhead, who was a true freshman. Yeah, it's a huge difference. And I think you're going to see BC's offense just continue to take off.
0: Is there a reason why Phil decided to come back as opposed to just waiting for next season to be fully healthy? Or did he really just want to get in a couple games with his squad?
1: He wanted just to play. He was, he, he you know, it was a broken wrist. He had, he talked about that during his press conference this week, um, but it was a clean break, he said, and meaning that it was an easier right. way for him to 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 uh, heal. And so Halfley said today that he didn't even think that he said, he honestly did not think that Jakovic would be ready to come back, but Jakovic healed and rehabbed so quickly that he was ready to come back. And he just wanted to be back out there. And you know, I still think, I he's to be back next year. There's no way he's going to get enter the draft this year, but you know, I think he saw his teammates out there. He wanted to be out there and it was a humongous emotional boost for BC and, and the, uh, that, that both sides of the ball.
0: Yeah, listen, tell me you're young without telling me you're young. Quickly healing, right? Coming back like it's nothing. That's completely that youth on his side, no doubt. Well, this episode of Locked on ACC is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. We thank our friends at McDonald's for always giving us some great options when it comes to not only eating well but having a chance to refuel and recharge with our friends and family. A big thank you to those friends. Honestly, I'm loving it. All right, so we've got power rankings, of course, to go over. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. AJ, let's start with the good teams. I want to hear about them first.
1: All right, so first of all, I'm going to stick with – I am still buying high on Miami as my number five. Okay. Um, I I still think, there's as we talked about last week, there's a chance for them to – uh, get to the the ACC championship. You know they Absolutely. barely beat Georgia Tech, but a win's a win. That's all that matters okay. right now. They're not playing for the playoffs. They're 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 uh, you know Manny Diaz and Tyler Van Dyke are playing to improve, and they're doing it every single week. And so I I still think they're one of the top teams in the ACC, top five
0: yeah listen, if Carolina is a spoiler trying to ruin people's seasons, Miami's spoiler adjacent. They're absolutely still in this bad boy and could ultimately be the team that everyone talked about in the preseason, so I completely agree. Number four
1: all right, uh, you know,
0: I wouldn't have put them in there a
1: couple I've had them in the bottom and the top, the bottom and the top, but I'm starting to think they're starting to figure things out, and it's Clemson, okay. Uh, you know, Clemson, they beat Louisville and Louisville. I mean, they could have had that game, but it wins a win. And they put 30 points up,
0: man. You're yeah. starting to
1: see it. You're starting to see them put it together. Now, now Clemson, they get the worst team. And I'm a Northeast guy, Boston, Boston college fans. hate UConn, hate yeah. them. We, we, we're not, we're, we're oil and water. So Clemson, <laughs> Clemson gets UConn who yeah. doesn't have a head coach or they have an interim head coach. And they're, you know, in the last couple of years, have been prolifically one of the worst programs in college football. Right, Clemson is going to destroy. And this is the perfect game to get everything back on track. Sure. Um, and they're they're starting to get there, so this could just really set set them sailing. And you know, with Wake's loss, they're still in it. So you know, we've already written off Clemson a little bit, but you know, I think they're only they only have two conference losses if I can remember correctly. Yeah, no, they have <laughs> three, but. You know, weirder things have happened. So you know, things have happened. Yeah. Although they have two losses. They have two losses, excuse me.
0: Yeah, and they uh, still have to play Wake Forest. So yeah, um, they win that game. Over. Who knows? You put yeah. Brett Venable's
1: defense against anyone, and that can that can change things. So they're they're not no, no, no. no doubt. I completely agree with you. All right, number three is NC State. Okay, okay. Um you know, they're not playing as well as I'd like to see them play lately. You know, this week, um sorry, they 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 took care of business against Florida State. Mm-hmm. It was one one of the more painful games to watch cuz it was just so boring. Like they were just <laughs> Like, it was like a touchdown every quarter, and it was just like that was it. But yeah, they're number 19 in the country, so they deserve to be where they're at. So I have them as my number three.
0: You know, I think this, again, weekend with the Wake Forest-NC State game is going to tell me a lot about Coach Doran and where this program can ultimately be. Like this is the game. Like we talked about Clemson being the game you must win, but I think it's this one against Wake at Wake Forest because they always have trouble in away games. But more importantly – you got to beat the person in front of you, and that's Wake Forest.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is going to be—I'm so excited about this game. I think that you know, <laughs> I'm watching Wake Forest play, and we'll talk about them in a minute. Is one of the more interesting things to watch in college football this year because they are just—they are on high octane on that offense, mm-hmm. but their defense is on like fumes. So. <laughs> I don't know, like, but they're I,
0: on fumes because their offense is high octane. Like there's a there's a lot there. There's a lot there, but I yeah. want to I want to get to them. I'm sure. But number two, who you got going? Pitt. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh,
1: Pitt. You know, it was an interesting game. I was talking to my co-host, who he's not co-host. He's my guest two times a week, Mitch Wolf, and apparently Duke has a off uh, offensive or defensive lineman that was calling out plays. That uh, Duke was, uh, Pittsburgh was calling. He was a transfer from Pitt. Oh, wow. uh, Which got Narduzzi really angry. So that got Duke into the game because it sounded like they knew what was coming. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, Narduzzi was really upset after the game about that. But then once Pitt kind of changed things up, they figured it out and put 54 on Duke. So, I mean, that makes I like, so
0: much sense. why Duke put, was able to put up 29 conspiracy all the way. Is that allowed? Like, this is me, a girl talking about football. Like, do people do that? That seems to be like a thing. Like, oh, totally. I mean, if you knew how to do it, do it.
1: Oh, I mean, as a pa- New England Patriots <laughs> fan where Bill Belichick takes ed- wherever he can, you always see him all of a sudden. Oh, look at, you know, they're playing the Jets. Let's get this guy on the practice squad who used to be on the Jets. You know, they, yeah. they do that kind of stuff all the time.
0: Gotcha. Makes total sense now. That's why people remain champions. It's all conspiracy. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Number one, who we got? Uh, Wake Forest. Now they lost, uh, which as for,
1: as a co-host of locked on ACC was the worst thing that could happen because (laughs) now the ACC is going to definitely get shut out of the playoffs. Um, And wake is in trouble uh, because I saw a lot of things (laughs) I did not like out of that team (laughs) on Saturday. I mean, their offense was awesome. Sure. I, what I loved is there was a writer uh, who used to write with me on SB Nation. His name's Cam Lemons, and mm-hmm. he was going on about how the offense was the issue. And I was like, "It's such an interesting point because they scored twenty-eight points in the second half. How? But he's—I mean, he has point. He has a—you know—when you have an offense that runs the way the way Wake does, and it even if it gets off track, it can be disastrous for that defense because. Yeah. If you're going so fast, 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 and you're just like, but and that works, that's great. But if it if it's you know you're going three and out, all of a sudden you've been on the field for 30 seconds and the defense is back out again. So yeah, you've seen that with Wake against UNC. UNC, I mean that was that was a fun game. That was one of my <laughs> favorite games to watch all year.
0: That was a little bit stressful. I mean, no, here's my thing. Listen, at the end of the day, if you're going to be in the game, if you're going to start getting it close, you might as well go ahead and win. And that's what Carolina did. They absolutely deja vu Wake Forest. But like Cam said, at the end of the day, while it is great to put up 28 points in a quarter, like if your defense is gas, maybe run twice. Twice, then pass to A.T. Perry, right? Because you know he's going to make his catch. You know that all of your receivers are going to be able to be explosive or get these big chunk plays. But if you're doing it so quickly to the point where the guys can barely find the bench before they have to go back out and try to defend, of course they're going to have a hard time. That's just logic, but you just never know. Common sense ain't common.
1: Yep, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And also, Wake Forest struggled. I think they got really emotional. I think the idea of being eight and zero, what was on the line, knowing that they've been battle tested, they figured they were going to overcome, and they got real chippy. And that's just not Wake Forest. Like I don't think of them as being hard. I'll talk about Pitt all day long. I'll throw you know some other teams out there that I know can be a little chippy and dicey, but I'm damn sure not talking about Wake Forest. Being that kind of squad, so I think I got the best of them, and of course emotions will do that when you come into those kind of atmospheres, and you're forced to see yourself kind of letting it slip away. But here we are, so we got to go over these bad teams. Of course, um, if you have eight, if you have Carolina after that win and bottom five bottom half, I'm gonna be upset. Oh, that's, don't
1: don't worry about that.
0: <laughs> that's another. Story I, I I've, for another I've day. stopped putting
1: you in, in the middle for the rest of the year because I cannot <laughs> put them on the top. I can't put them on the bottom. They deserve.
0: (laughs) They absolutely deserve. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about prize picks? It is daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projection, and you can win up to ten times on any entry because it's just you versus the projected numbers it offers. Props that you can own, that you can every prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of the users that deposit, you can use promo code locked on to get a hundred percent instant deposit match for up to one hundred dollars. Use the award winning app on both the App Store and Google Play, and you can make these entries in 60 seconds or less because Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate, check out prizefix.com. Using promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Fix is daily fantasy made easy. Again, I mentioned locked on ACC is brought to you by McDonald's, a place where classmates can meet up for study group, knowing that they'll enjoy dependable Wi Fi and endless supply of french fries. They make flurries, especially the McFlurries when the ice cream machine is working. I personally love me and Oreo McFlurry. They're absolutely bomb. Some people prefer M&M, but that's all right. But win or lose, you're going to have a great time getting refueled and recharged with McDonald's. You can either go after a game with your friends, or you can stop by after a big event that you had at work. Either way, there's birthday parties, you name it. McDonald's is a place where you can reconvene afterwards. I just know That you have some great McDonald's memories with your families and friends But it's time to make new ones So head to your local McDonald's today Make sure you tune in to Locked On ACC To hear about any other special deals that we may have for you In the near future Honestly, I'm loving it Talking to AJ Black here from Locked On Boston College He covers the Eagles And he is starting the season with college basketball as well So make sure you get that coverage with him But we're talking power rankings for football tonight and he's got the bottom half of our conference. How are you looking over there in the bottom? Let's start.
1: Oh, this was tough because I wanted to put a bunch of teams at number five. <laughs> and I ended up, and I have my reasonings for it, I ended up putting Boston College at five. And okay. it was only because the way that they played for the last month or so, as JJ said. They lost some of the games to teams I would have put below them. So I couldn't put them below. I couldn't, you know, I'd get yelled at if I put them ahead of Syracuse at this point. I'd get yelled <laughs> at if they put Louisville in front of them. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of stuck. Do I really think they're the bottom? No, because I think they're going to pace Georgia Tech this weekend. Um, I mean, just where I'm at. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, given the way they rest the rest of the is, they, you know, they have the lowest amount of wins in conference right now. So that's where they belong.
0: Honestly, Phil coming back is very noble. I get it. I understand wanting to be the leader of the team, but nah, dog. I would like made sure that I'm healed, healed, healed before yeah. I go out there, especially with the season like this. Like this season, you got throw it away. There's no redeeming. Maybe if there were a couple games out of like third place, or they could still be in the hunt. Sure, definitely fight. Hold them, on, but
1: let me jump in on that. <laughs> please,
0: please so jump in. Go for it. I
1: went into the season never thinking Boston College had. A- I mean, as a BC person, to think. Some people have this. I don't. the mm-hmm. The thought that they were going to compete for the ACC championship was not. I mean, I always thought Clemson was going to be better than them or NC State. Um, sure. For BC, my when I was on Locked On AC uh, BC earlier this year, my prediction was Boston College would win nine games this year. They're at five right now. They have f- three. They have four more games to go. Three in a bowl, probably. They're going to probably get to a bowl. Mm-hmm. They could still. I mean, could you know, eight wins, nine wins is yeah. a you Boston College hasn't done that since Matt Ryan.
0: Oh so, Listen, I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, so I I you know, for Djokovic to to come back, okay. You know, it gives them momentum heading into next year when then I could say they're going to win the ACC. <laughs>
0: you're you're better than me aj because i would you're better than me aj and phil you're better than me because i would have been like no i'm good but i understand listen i'm all i'm all for school pride and if it was sam Howell, i would have want his butt back in there too so i totally get that no i'm not i'm here for it who else we got going on here in our rankings another team that is not
1: to 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 bash them because i think they're playing better it's just they're not there yet it's florida state um I like, I I honestly, I really like what Mike Norvell is doing there. You know, they're not getting embarrassed anymore. They're, you know, they're winning games and it's going, that's going in the right direction. The program was a mess when Willie, Willie Taggart left.
0: So there's and, levels. Don't get embarrassed. Just lose. <laughs> right. Sorry. And,
1: and <laughs> the three and six, which I mean, it is what hey. it is. No, they get sure. to play. They get to play their rivals this week in Miami, which I think Miami should take care of business there. But
0: you think so? Listen, I do. Don't let Drake. Don't let Jersey Drake hear you because he said there's one game that you have to win. If you lose every other game on the schedule, fine. But you cannot lose the Miami game.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's one of the best ACC rivalries <laughs> out there. So Absolutely. I don't want. I don't want to say that, but I mean, I, I they're they're near the bottom right now, but this is a program heading in the right direction.
0: For sure. For sure. I, I 100% agree. I think they're headed in the right direction. I think next year, they'll definitely have some lack. They'll have less slip in judgments like the Jacksonville State type games, and they'll be yep. closer into the NC State games. I mean, they definitely were in that game. They just weren't able to create enough offense in order to stay with the right. pace of the Wolfpack. All right, who else we got?
1: So The the, number four and five were teams going in the right direction. The bottom three are heading into the wrong direction. And number three, again, I had to go with who has beaten who. Okay. uh, Because I think Georgia Tech is better than Virginia Tech, but Virginia Tech did beat them. So yeah, the Hokies are are number three. I got to watch in person what they look like, and that team Mm -hmm. is a disaster. And
0: (laughs) uh, Let's talk about that because I really feel like, Fuente should be out of the door, but for whatever reason, there are a couple key quote unquote key wins that he had this year that might save his job.
1: If they keep him, I mean, they got, I, I was surprised he wasn't left in the tarmac because really, yeah, I mean, they punted, they were down, I think two scores and they punted, on like the 40 yard line with four minutes left. And I was like, I mean, just surrender, I guess. But I mean, a team like Virginia tech, a team that yeah. has the history that they do a proud defensive, you know, they had the lunch pail gang under Bud Foster sure. to watch them get beat up so badly by a BC offensive line. that A was missing one of their starting tackles. And they just moved a bunch of guys around and started a freshman they got beat up hard there and they got beat up on, on their offensive line too. They just, Mm -hmm. they were not impressive at all in the the key spots there. You know, they had to play a true freshman after Braxton Burmeister got knocked out. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that is what it is, but you know, I don't think, I don't know how much better they would have played with Burmeister in there. They just look kind of listless right now. They don't have an identity and uh, they were very unimpressive.
0: It's very interesting because that, like you said, it's just not of Virginia Tech to have no identity. Like when you know you're going to Lane Stadium, you know you're going to have a long day. You know their defense is going to give you everything they've got, but for them to just be like, "Oh, well, there's obviously a chance for anybody who goes up there," or even for away games, it just really feels—it's just not not what we're used to.
1: And and they were undisciplined too. And and mm-hmm. I, and I don't know if that goes back to Fuente, but uh, their linebacker Dax Hallafield, like one play just shoves um, Djokovic out of bounds. And he got lucky how ha- that he didn't get thrown out of the game. Cause he also shoved Halfley uh, mm-hmm. who, who bit his tongue after the game and like the players just ripped him out of the play, but they're kind of like really undisciplined there. And just, yeah. and that, that kind of stuff starts at the top. It just seemed like there was a, a lot of chippiness starting on Virginia tech side. And just the attitude just didn't seem like the, like the, the style that they usually have in the, in the, in For- the,
0: no, for sure. I 100% agree there. And also, if you hit my coach, we got to square up. So I definitely understand. Anybody yep. hits Mac, it's a long day for y'all. But anyway, yep. there's still two left. So good Lord, who we got?
1: Georgia Tech.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know I, I, was, I, I was for a while okay with Jeff Collins. And then I follow him a slew of different Georgia tech writers and, mm-hmm. and bloggers and they're laying out all the statistics. Like he's got like a 28% winning percentage at Georgia tech and just, it doesn't seem like they're heading in the right. Their defense is is regressing, which against Boston college this weekend is going to be a recipe for disaster. If they lose, I think this weekend they're out of bowl eligibility. So they're going to be knocked out. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. They they'll be three and seven. If they lose this weekend, Um, they're a, they're an underdog at home. Uh, Yeah, you know, (laughs) I don't know. I just.
0: (laughs) We have no words. We have no words. No, I listen. I think that every year I go in hype about teams, hype about coaches and what they say. And coach Collins definitely had me hype about his program, but it's not delivering. I think the guys are young. You know, you see that Jameer Gibbs and Jeff Sims are definitely young guys who are figuring it out. So maybe the AD will give Collins time to let these guys grow or maybe not. You never know. I think it's all about nowadays. You just got to let things kind of play out for themselves instead of just trying to run quick.
1: Yeah. And, and, I mean, I just looked at the end of their schedule. They got Boston College, Notre Dame, and Georgia. That's, <laughs> that's, that's three and nine right there.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm trying to be nice, but no. That You now, know what? It's been, it's been a good my, run, boys.
1: I think they were my sleeper <laughs> team of the year, too. So, again, I'm – Throwing some more money in my, my, my bad, my bad prediction jar.
0: Listen, that's why you, that's why you are very hasty to get on run to bed online, but I get it. I understand. Mm-hmm. Number who was the worst team though. There's gotta be somebody worse than that.
1: Oh, it's Duke.
0: Um,
1: so I read cut say, <laughs> I said, th- I heard cut say that he is going to leave the program when he thinks he can't help them anymore. I believe was the term he used. And that doesn't seem like any more apparent than it does right now. Yeah, I just he just looks like it's gone, like everything is gone. Like, deep, like you let up almost 60 points to pit, you're just you, you're struggling week in and week out. The program needs some jolt again. And he, as I said, I put him at like my third or fourth best coach in the ACC based off of what he can do with yeah. what he has. But I think the magic's kind of run out. That's it. <sighs> you Dude, know. He's done.
0: No, I 100% agree. I think while it is positive, we saw some good offense from them during the pit game, clearly with the help of their offensive line or defensive line, whoever that was, thank you for letting them get a couple points on the board. It is very much riding on the wall here for Coach Cut. to shame, but there are good things popping And If you didn't listen to yesterday's show with J.J. Jackson, strongly encourage you to hear some insights about what were the he and he feels like Duke fans are looking forward to for the next era for Duke football. But we've got to wrap up this Show here, want to make sure before we go, you guys are reminded about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar that if you haven't tried yet, you are absolutely missing out. This is a hundred percent real chocolate bar that when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's a hundred percent again covered in chocolate. How can you miss out? on something as good. You swear you're eating a candy gar- candy bar. There are so many mouth-watering flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salty caramel, double chocolate, and even cherry barcia. But not just that, right? Sometimes they try to switch things up. This month, Bilt is coming out with a new limited flavor every three to four days. So if you check out their website often, which I already know y'all do, you don't want to miss out on these delicious new flavors, holiday season. I can I can feel like some peppermints probably coming around, some other Christmas-esque, maybe some gingerbread flavor could be your way if you guys are into that sort of thing. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, by using promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. As we had mentioned, basketball season is in full swing. Football is wrapping up, so you don't want to miss out on a great opportunity to bet big with Bet Online, which remains your number one spot for all of this sporting action. From basketball, football, to boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, bet online is where the game starts. Wrapping up with AJ Black here. I know that for you, basketball isn't exactly the most riveting <laughs> thing. But are there any positives that BC fans are feeling like going to season? Can Boston College maybe play spoiler a couple times this season?
1: Uh, I, I, I I saw some <laughs> BC people saying I saw uh, I was reading actually the student led, uh, newspaper and they, mm-hmm. the sports editors were arguing whether BC was going to win an ACC game this year.
0: Ooh. Okay.
1: So I don't know if it's going to be that bad for Boston college. I, I think it's going to be bad. I don't think, I don't know if it's going to be like a winless season, which we had in 2015. I don't know if that'll happen again because Boston college right now, if you were to look at that team, you go, who's the score? Cause last year you'd say it's Jay Heath. You can mm-hmm. figure out who it was going to be. I have no clue if it's Mackay Ashton Langford, they're in trouble because he's not, he's not a volume scorer for you. Um, I think what I am looking for, I don't even think spoilers. Maybe if they spoil, that'd be great. But what I'd love to see BC do is to find their identity. And Earl Grant, I know you talked to him, has set out to do what that is going to entail. And that is to make themselves, he calls it gritty, not pretty. And that is a Mm -hmm. defensive minded, like diving for balls, making life mucky, if they can do that, if they can figure out a system to like, you know, not like UVA does it, but just the ability to slog down games, to not allow teams to just run up and down the field, which of court, which is what BC did under Jim Christian. They Mm -hmm. could get into some battles with some teams and and do it. And what's really going to, push them forward. They got a couple of young guys. DeMar Langford's a four-star. Gianni Thompson's a four-star. They got two more coming next year. Donald mm-hmm. Han and um totally blanking on his name, but there's another four star. They have two more coming. So you see that Grant has the basis to build something. So maybe to see the defense improve, see them do some things and maybe that is play a spoiler here or there. But I want to see them like play you know this new system, see what they can do and you know, not, not just get blown out every week because that's what, I mean, BC was four and 16 last year, you yeah. don't know, how much lower it can get, but you look at the roster and you're going, Oof. you know, you got transfers from Drexel college of Charleston. Yeah. State, and then five freshmen who are like late cycle guys. <laughs> it's, 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 it's tough. Gonna be, it's going to be tough, but I like his style. And I think it could, you know, it reminds me of Al Skinner. If, if any of the fans there remember him at BC that was his thing. Like it was to slow down games. It was to not give up easy buckets and it got him to the tournament a bunch
0: of times. 100% 100% agree. And listen, I think that the ACC as a whole has gotten better this season and you will see a lot more competitive games as a whole, but I agree. It's going to be tough for Boston College, but not impossible. Same way we saw coach Forbes struggle with Wake Forest last year. They were very much in games until it was like kind of out of it. I think that Grant is going to have a difficult you know, first half of the year, but he'll get things, especially in year two. I think we just got to give him some time yep. like we try and do for most of these coaches out here. All right, AJ, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And can you please remind folks of where they can find you? Follow your work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm the host of Locked On Boston College. We're talking all about basketball, hockey, Phil Dracovic. There's a million different things going on. We have it all covered here at Locked On Boston College. You can find me on Twitter at AJBlack_BC underscore BC or at Locked On BC. Check us out on YouTube. And I am the editor and publisher of Sports Illustrated's BC Bulletin. We're one of the premier sites to get all your Boston College news, analysis, and opinions. Thank you.
0: No doubt. Guys, come back tomorrow. We have uh, Tyler Aki from Locked on Syracuse. We'll have a little bit of basketball talk. You know, he's got to get me hip on Jimmy and Buddy Beheim and all of that good stuff. And more importantly, we got to get you right for the weekend as you head into this week 11 of college football. Until next time for Candace Cooper and AJ Black.